Well, everyone, welcome back to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper, and we are happy to be tuning with you wonderful people again. Yes, so just for some bookkeeping first. So last time we reviewed Disturbed Indestructible, and we actually didn't do this in this episode. So we need to give like a final score for the album. So me and Curtis crunched the numbers, and we came up with 90 for yep. Disturbed Indestructible. Yep. It's because it's a, it's a fairly good album. Now, that I don't think will necessarily be the top album we review, but we never know. The question is, will we be able to agree enough to have something surpass it? Yeah, Because I feel point. like there are going to be albums that I give a perfect hundred and you give a perfect hundred to that the other person does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are going to be albums we both give like a 50 to. Because <laughs> they're going to be, well, we put ourselves through this. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. But... And- and uh, but indestructible, good, very good album. One of Disturbed's stronger albums. Yeah, I think so. definitely worth a listen. Yeah. Now there might be a stronger Disturbed album we review Ooh. at some point. You know, maybe one that uh, starts starts with a certain word that's known <laughs> in Batman universe. You know, or maybe the best Disturbed album has yet to come out. That's fair. That's fair. I'll be optimistic. But today we are reviewing Three Days Grace One X. Which I'm actually so I found a T-shirt with this album's artwork on it, Hot Topics. That's incredible. I had to wear it for this episode. That will not happen for every album we review. (laughs) You got to have a little Nas X shirt for when we when we uh, not stream. It would be fun if we were live streaming this and they could see the shirt, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll do that at some point. Join our Patreon and give us five thousand dollars so we can buy streaming equipment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Before we get into the ranking of this, I just want to give a little background, so I'm just going to read off Wikipedia. Yeah. So Three Days Grace is a Canadian rock band formed in Ontario in 1997. The band's original iteration was called Groundswell. Groundswell. <laughs> Which I'm glad they didn't put that as a name, because that, that's just a stupid name. Three Days Grace is a good name for mm-hmm. a band. So their band's original lineup consists of guitarist and lead vocalist Adam Gontier, drummer, backing vocalist Neil Sanderson, and bassist Brad Waltz. Brad! In 2003, Barry Stock was recruited as the band's lead guitarist, being in the four-member band. In 2013, Gontier left the band and was replaced by My Darkest Days vocalist Matt Walsh. It sure was. He he sure did. He was also the younger brother of Brad Walsh. So, fun fact... When we heard Near Three Days Grace live, it was actually after uh, Gontier left the band. It was in the year of our Lord, 2018. Yeah, and I have to say, okay. No, it was 2019. Matt is okay, but I mean, I'm an Adam man. I miss Adam so much, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of Three Days Grace fans now. Not to say that, like, oh, their music totally sucks now or something. Like, no, they have a different sound. Yeah. It's a different vibe with Matt. Yeah, yeah. And they have uh, released seven studio albums, and their music has just been described as post-grunge, hard rock, alternative metal, alternative rock, and new metal. So it's a little... <laughs> Who called them new metal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they are not new metal. Yeah. I mean, may- may- maybe Matt's... Maybe Matt's version of the band has more of a new metal sound. But Yeah, it doesn't really give me that no, new metal no, vibe no, to no. it. Like, to me, I always thought of them as grunge hard rock. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, Curtis, what was your first introduction to 3D's oh, Grace? okay, okay. So, um, my first... Are you talking about introduction to the band or introduction to this album specifically? To the band. Okay, so to the band, I was on YouTube in... Okay, I was... 
I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, actually, I think I was 13 years old. It was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I had just discovered the Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was looking up Sonic AMVs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some very high quality Sonic AMVs were uh, happening in about 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all hold up. They all do. Yes, they're all AMV, of course, short for anime music video, which basically nerds cut up scenes to something and put it to a song on YouTube. Yeah, most of them are bad, but there are some good yep. ones. There are some bangers. Yes. Um, one one day we'll we'll talk about that. Yep. At, more at length. Um, and I found. Okay, have you ever heard of the Sonic OVA? Vaguely, it's like yeah. an anime Sonic OVA movie mm-hmm. where um, he fights Metal Sonic. Yeah. And Oh, I've heard of this. This AMV was two Three Days Graces, It's All Over. <laughs> it's All Over was my first Three Days Grace song that I listened to, and I loved it. And uh, I think Animal I, Make- Animal I Have Become was the second one I listened to, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will always have a soft spot for It's All Over, and definitely reflects in my rankings. Yeah. What about you? So, my first Three Days Grace song was I saw the music video for Animal I Have Become. Oh, yeah. That is a legendary music video. It is a legendary music video. And here's the thing. Okay. So, this is almost kind of weird to talk about, but... Three Days Grace was one of the very first like musical albums I musical artists I sought out to listen Ooh, to, nice. which gives it a very special place in my heart because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird because some people are just born like oh I always like sought out and listened to music yeah and some people it's like happens in their teenage years yeah I was the latter I was definitely the latter as well yeah I was more like I wasn't really that interested in music and then someone brought out oh you should listen to this band I'm like okay I'll go listen to it and I enjoyed it so and the rest is history yeah the rest is history so this is one X particularly was actually so oh yeah I'm aging myself here this is one of the very first <laughs> CDs I ever bought mm. now for those that don't know a CD <laughs> is a cylindrical item stands for compact disc compact disc that you put in and you listen to music don't you know <laughs> it's gonna be so weird cause like People make jokes of, like, people not knowing, newer generations not knowing what cassette tapes are. It's going to be hard describing what physical media or yep. even, like, iTunes is, you know, <laughs> the younger imagine, imagine describing an iPod to your son when he's ready to listen to music. Yeah, it's going to be bizarre. <laughs> and, like, I was a little bit of a holdout on physical music, and I was still, like, buy a CD every once in a yeah. while, but, I mean... It's so convenient. Spotify just is on. just so convenient. Yep. In fact, you can make playlists. It's just it, now you can look at lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, it's just too convenient. So, okay, Brad. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to go as to, so far as say we should do this every episode because I might forget and I don't want to hold myself to that. Yeah. But when we remember, um, what is a your overall vibes on this album? Okay, vibes. Okay, so. I would say this album is the perfect album if you're 15 and yep. you're just starting to like discover yourself. Maybe you're wanting to get a little edgy, yep. but you're... just not safe, safe sorts of edgy. Yeah. You know? and, you're, and you're getting into rock music. Yeah, this is the perfect introduction to edgy, emotional... I'm not going to use the term emo because I'll use it later. Yeah. Oh, there will be a specific song we use emo. Angsty music. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think it's. I think it's a great. That's a great way to put it. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a good like um, entry point. Yeah. Um, and the the talking about its overall quality is interesting, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little more at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's definitely some highs and lows in this album. Yes. 
Um, but why don't you get us started with the very first song on the album, all right. It's All Over. Okay. Before we get into It's All Over, one more question. Yes. If you had to... I, w- I want to know each of our predictions. Which song do you think we have the widest disparity on with mm. our rank, with our ratings? I'm going to go with It's All Over, the very first one. Ooh, okay. I'm actually going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Time of Dying. Oh. I think I think we're going to be the most separated on that. We'll see who wins. Okay, we'll see. A little gentleman's wage. A gentleman's wage. <laughs> okay, so It's All Over... Um, my first point is that, A, I love the opening to this song because mm-hmm. it's very it's very soft, very quiet, and it kind mm-hmm. of like slowly comes in until the guitar like rips yes. and it kicks every time. Yeah. I love the opening. That was my same point. I said the intro did a great job of really building up excitement for the album. Cause yeah. And I, th- I think this and Indestructible are very similar in that regard. Because mm-hmm. some albums, they just don't have a really good intro that's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is how this song is going to go. So I think this one does a good job. Yeah, and like you can you can tell like we'll we'll get to this when we like get to more like modern albums that like weren't specifically made for CDs, mm-hmm. but like back in the day like people made albums to where like when you kicked that CD on, that was the first song you were listening to regardless, so it had to make an impression. Yeah, yeah, and you're not going to generally back in those days, you would sit down and you listen to the whole album in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, people still do that, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not the primary... It's not the only way of yeah, listening yeah. to music. Like Everything is so a la carte now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, second point, um, my favorite quote from this, and I feel like with... Okay, here's what I'll say. Overall, with 1X, to me, it's not quite as lyrically rich as Indestructible No, was. it's not. It's not. And people are going to get really annoyed at us, like comparing this directly to the only other album we talked about. But that's our only reference point up to this point. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, like One X is definitely like there's a lot of like general themes that it has, but like there's not like necessarily like a bunch of like deep lyrical content to like break mm-hmm. down. Yeah, I will just say though, so. I know that based on Adam's background, he's really struggled with drug abuse. Mm -hmm. So this song felt like it was a pretty obvious metaphor for that. Mm -hmm. At least that was my impression. Yeah. And uh, so jumping off of that point, um, my favorite lyric was, And it gets under my skin to see you giving in. And my favorite lyric, And now you're dead inside. Oh, still you you wonder wonder why it's all over. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoy our singing, listeners. Oh, you're going to get more of it. Yep. So, okay, my last point was, this song is kind of mid-tier for me. What do Mm. you feel? It's upper mid-tier for me, based solely on nostalgic value. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, I will say, the next album that we review will not be nostalgic for either me nor Brad. So we're going to go into it with some fresher eyes. But with this album, yeah, it's all over. I I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, my last point was... I thought the bridge guitar solo really hits. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a good guitar solo. So what is your score for this song? I gave it a sixteen. Ooh, yep, I gave it a seven. Ouch! Oh, that Ooh. was that was that one stings. That one stings indeed. Not gonna lie on that one. Yep, yep. So that's that's a that's a disparity of nine points mm-hmm. for those keeping track in the back. Yep. Okay, so let's move on to pain without <laughs> love. Pain. Okay. There are a lot of songs one could listen to to understand your mid-early two... Okay, that's weird. 
your mid, like, just your early 2000s emo yep. culture. Yep. This song would be in that list. Yep. If not number one. <laughs> yep, yep. So, okay, so what, what, what would you say about this song? Uh, I mean, my number one was, it's the emo ballad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It <laughs> Where is. It, it's literally just like, um, kind of... Okay, in in a sense, emo culture kind of like fetishizes like negative emotions. Yeah, and like kind of like almost it ba- like specifically in America like capitalizes on them yeah. and like makes merchandise out of them. Um, so this this song is definitely like oh yeah like if you want to just like kind of get into like a little bit of a darker mood like put this on or like mm-hmm. if you need to help like bringing out those emotions yeah then this kind of helps with that yeah and I was gonna say so. I feel like this song came out a little bit before this culture was really popular, but mm-hmm. it seems like this song could work equally well for BDSM culture. As yeah. Well as you know. like, yeah. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Because that is an immoral movie. It's very immoral. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was on the soundtrack somewhere. Yep. And my favorite lyric was, trust me and uh, trust me and take my hand. When the lights go out, you'll understand. Mm. What was your favorite my lyric? My favorite lyric was, um, right as the the bridge is ending, it's like, that you'll thank me later. Mm-hmm. And then it just hits into pain yep. without love. Pain. Yeah. I, uh, obviously, like, I, think, I think Three Days Grace does really well with their bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. I gave, if, unless you had another point to make. Uh... So, um, point three is, like, I've always liked this song, but it's more of a meme than anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I gave it a ten. What'd you give it? I gave it a seventeen. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be some songs where we're just very But here, here's the deal, like, I think I just have a tendency to rate super high on nostalgia with songs, mm-hmm. so... I'm not even necessarily upset at that disparity. Yeah, sometimes there's going to be some nostalgia involved with these, and we will see that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, ultimately, the ratings are just for fun. <laughs> so, Curtis, lead us out in the song this album is most known for. Oh, man. Animal I Have Become. Like, there's, there's like, three to four-ish songs that, like, kind of, like, characterized mid to late 2000s YouTube. Mm-hmm. Was Animal I Have Become? Mm-hmm. It was In the End by Linkin Park. Yep. And it's debatable what the third one was. Yeah, I feel you, like you could argue. You could go a def- few different ways. Um, Last Resort, Papa mm-hmm. Roach is up there. Um, Monster by Skillet's up yep. there. Uh, uh, the, the uh, what's, oh, I forgot its name. Um, it's that System of Down song. Wake Up, Wake Up. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Chop Suey. Chop Suey, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, this is definitely in the top tier of that. And uh, hot point number one is that it's it's the pinnacle of fourteen year old edge. Mm-hmm. Like if the last one was the pinnacle of like emo, this is edgy. Yeah. My first point is this song is such a meme, mm-hmm. but it is very good. It's like, such a good song, dude. This song has <laughs> aged pretty well. Yeah, I'm just it has. Say. It has. Like like just as soon as that like bass kicks in the beginning, you're like, oh, let's go. Yep. So, I'm going to say, this song, all these years later, still bops. Yep. And I can't say that for a lot of songs I liked back in 2006. You are not wrong. And this is the first song in this album that has real banger energy, in my opinion. Ooh, yep, 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 it is a banger. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite lyric? My lyric is basic, but it's, So what if, if you, you can see the darkest side of me? No one will ever change this animal I have become. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Yep. Right? <laughs> 
I mean, how can you go wrong with yep. that? And, okay, so... At some point, we're just going to have to review a Skilled album, because yep. Skilled's going to come up again. So, <laughs> this song is going to get compared to a lot to Skillet's Monster. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, Skillet stole this song, An Animal I've Become. Yep. Guaranteed. Yep. And I think, I think this is just a better song than Monster. I agree. Now, well, here's I the like thing. Monster, but, yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is kind of like a trope now with, like, rock bands, because, like, all edgy rock bands have a song about them turning into a werewolf or something. Yeah. My personal favorite all-time is The Animal by Disturbed. <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's pretty good. Like I like it a lot. I know that I'm a little higher on it than you are, mm-hmm. but uh, that is my favorite werewolf-ish song. Yes, but I'm not going to make a comment on that because I don't want to, you know, spoil the water, as they say. <laughs> Gotta wait until we review that album. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, so uh, my last point, um, I did rank this highly, but I did think that the bridge was just kind of okay. Because, like, they kind of yeah. just repeat the lyrics from, like, the rest of the song. And I'm like, I like the bridge to be, like, a little bit more unique than that. Yeah. Now, I gave this one a 20. I gave it an 18. Okay. Okay. You know, we that's okay. <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> that's pretty high praise for this album. So, uh, lead us on probably the second most popular song from this. Well, okay, maybe third. Okay, yeah. so never, never too late... I don't know. I think you can make the argument it's as popular as the other two, though. Yeah, it definitely is well known. I will say this is a really this is a good cool down song yeah. after Animal Eye. Mm-hmm. That was my first point. Yeah, and my first point was this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I think the song is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good one. Okay, I do think there are better songs out there about this subject of suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. overcoming those, but it's still a good song. Yeah, you know. And for an emo band, okay, some emo bands, unfortunately, have glorified suicide. Yeah. So I'm glad that Three Days Grace, at least from this album, doesn't seem to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that they kind of take an opposite approach to, like, Disturbed wanted to portray, like, those types of, like, thoughts and tendencies in, like, such a negative, like, that you were scared by it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more like, no, like, there's, there's hope to be found. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And... I was going to say, my favorite lyric from is, The world we knew won't come back. The time we lost can't get it back. The life we had won't be us again. Oh, it's, that, that's mine, too. <laughs> yeah, that, the thing with... The bridge just is a, yeah, a banger, an absolute banger. The bridge is very good. So, did you have any other points um, about this song? Uh, I, I actually said this pairs perfectly with Inside the Fire yeah, from, from yeah. Mr. Like, they're kind of like two opposites. Yeah, so I gave this one a 15. I liked it. I gave it a 20. Ooh, okay. We're, we're... I'm surprised that we didn't agree on any of the 20s for this album. Yeah, so far we haven't agreed, but that that's okay. You know, it's, it's just how it goes. All right, so on my own, let's let's see what we got for this one. Okay, so... Starting the ones that nobody remembers. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. His voice is very grating this song you know but but i think it works because especially as you get further in a song you can hear the emotion yeah and i think that like okay the beginning of the song is eh i like the choruses in this song a lot Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i was i was saying the same thing yeah um and as some of these other songs are about this song is about messing everything up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like the if this album has a theme it's like 
kind of Adam's like reflection on how like he keeps like spiraling into like these painful uh, kind of uh, mm-hmm. habits. Yeah, this one I started out not liking it, but it grew on me. It did grow on me. It grew on um, me. My my, I mean, my favorite lyric is when like the chorus kicks in. He's like, "Standing on my own, remembering the ones I left at home. Forget about the life I used to know." Yeah, that one. That's my favorite. Yeah, that that that's great. That that part of the song bops. Yeah, that one. That's a really good moment. That's the one I remember the most of it. Yeah. So my last point was this one seemed to bring in mind a child or a lover getting kicked out of their house by their parents or partner. That's yeah. really that's really the the, yeah. the vibe I got. From kind of this like one. some someone who like despite like acknowledging that they messed up still feels left out to dry. Yeah. So this one I liked it. I gave it a fourteen. I gave it a 13. Oh. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're getting close. We're now, getting... We're, now we're cooking. <laughs> yep, now we're cooking indeed. Okay, so Curtis, do you want to lead us into a riot? Let's just start it off by my favorite lyric is, If you feel <laughs> so effed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, so... Because that was that was that one's definitely the one that like everyone remembers. Because like I think I want to say this is the first song that I ever really liked that had the f word in it. Yeah. So I actually like where they said, "If you feel so walked on, mm. so painful, so pissed off." <laughs> so my first point about the song is this is a perfect example of Three Days Grace style, a watered down angry rock band, <laughs> but it's still pretty tasty. <laughs> that is a perfect way to put it. <laughs> Because, like, it is tasty. Um, yeah. And my, my second point was, it's just a good old-fashioned violence song. Yeah. <laughs> this song almost felt like a sequel to Animal I Have Become. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to say, I love the little growl he puts it in. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, like, I love how, like, um, my third point is, I love that, like, once the bridge stops, like, mm-hmm. they keep repeating the lyrics, but he gets more growly with every single repeat of the lyrics, yep. and I love that. That is a great oh, it's moment. so good. So, yeah, did you have any other points, sir? And just when, when Adam's voice contorts post-bridge... Yeah. Yes. I gave it a 16. I like this one. I gave it a 15. Okay, yep, here yep. we go. That's what, what you call synergy. <laughs> Eventually, we come back towards the middle. But I'm sure we'll disagree on a few points. I'm sure we'll get very conservative and very liberal again. Yep, okay. If, but if you want to get out alive, alive. alive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one, this is a very slow, grungy song. Yeah. Oof. This one is grungy. I will say, okay. I rate, and I'm sure you do the same, mm-hmm. we rate these songs based off of this most recent listen. Yes. So, like, this is what I'm feeling today about these songs. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's going to be some nostalgia that wrapped up yeah. in that that'll affect your current fun. But, yeah. regardless, I've bopped to this song before. Mm-hmm. That being said, this most recent listen was a little more mid-tier to me. Yeah. Now, overall, I, we said this at the beginning, Three Days Grace isn't that deep lyrically, but here's what this gave prompt to mind. This brought to mind, like, an early 2000 angsty teenage film. Yep, yep. Like, I could see this going to, like, oh, I can't think of a good example of a film at this moment. But just, okay, I, just imagine, like, Avril Lavigne. That's this song. It kind of gave me that yep, vibe. Yep, So, what was your first point? Mm-hmm. Oh, was I going to say my first point? Yes, yes, go oh. ahead, go ahead. Okay, my bad. It's um, all good. 
So my first point was, uh, my favorite lyric was the very first lyric, which is, No time for goodbye, he said as he faded away. Mm -hmm. So I like the bridge of the song. Mm. If I stay, I won't be long till I'm burning on, on the, the inside. inside. Yep, that's a good lyric. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting one. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a Tommy Rousseau voice, by the way. It wasn't yep. anything. Yep. That was all the points I had. Did you have any others, Dad? Um, other, uh, well, I asked, like, what's the meaning of this song? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem to have much of a meaning yeah, to just it. Just a bunch of lyrics, like, pushed together. Um, yeah. And I, I, my last point was decent, but more forgettable. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 12. Gave it an 11. Okay, yeah, here we go. Let's, let's do it. All right, so, Brad, what did you think of Let It Die? Okay, this one was interesting. Um, there. Okay, let's uh, let's let's get down. Let's 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 dive right in. So, at long last, we have a breakup song mm -hmm. that's actually you know it's not too bad. No, it's not yeah. too bad. I think it's solid. And I was just gonna say, so the in the beginning reverb, I really liked that. Because it adds, it adds just a little something to the song, and it shows kind of how relationships can start on a really good note and then end mm -hmm. on a sour note. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of like the this song definitely has the vibe of like trying to like force yourself to feel indifferent about it when like you're really like torn up about it. Yeah, when yeah. Like, when you're like, oh, I'm just gonna let it die. Yeah, but you can't because mm -hmm. there's still the feelings. And so my favorite lyric from this one was. It's not fair when you say that I didn't try. I just don't want to hear it anymore. So mm. the chorus. You yeah, know. yeah. My, my my favorite is from the chorus as well. It's like I just don't care about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Now that being said, there are better style of songs on this album. Yeah, but it, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Nah, nah, excuse me. I'm. I like this song. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say. I, I'd say my, my last point was not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> I gave it a twelve. I gave it a thirteen. You know, we're getting really close, I think, on the ones that are very mid-tier. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I can already tell there's going to be some ones that tie on this one, so we're going to have to make a decision. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, Over and Over exists. Over and Over. Okay, let's let's get right into it. So, right after the breakup song, we get a love song, which is yeah. kind of hilarious. Yeah. And I think this is actually kind of interesting because... When you think Three Days Grace, you think, yeah, they're angsty, they're a little emo, but they actually do have some love songs. They do, they do. I think makes them a little bit more special, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, and like I, I like that this is the the standard like rock trope of the I Will Always Fall For You song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> over. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. This song had a lot of nostalgia for me. Oh, really? And... Tell us the backstory to okay. this. Okay. There were a few... Women, girl, we'll just say girls because I was a teenager. Yep, yep, yep. Where I listened to the song and, you know, I, I was having the feels for oh, them. Oh, there we go. And they probably, they didn't feel the same way or at least didn't seem to. And I remember listening to the song Aww. and just feeling the feels. Oh, so. that's, that's incredible. See, here's the thing with music. It will get stuck yep. in your brain and in your soul if you listen to it as I a teenager that. when you're having mm -hmm. the feels. That's just how it goes. Oh yeah, just like those two, uh, <laughs> those two indestructible songs from last week. Like we're literally about how like I was like going through the stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, sometimes you got to go through the stuff. When you go through the stuff. <laughs> and I mean, my so um, my second point was, my favorite lyric was, I know what's best for me, but I want you instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my favorite was, so many thoughts that I can't get out of my head. Mm-hmm. I try to live without you every time I do, I feel dead. <laughs> and my, my third point was, we all been there, dog. <laughs> yep, we've all been there. And so, my final score. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one. Oh, man. I gave it a 17. Whoa! What'd you give it? Seven. Oh, yep. <laughs> so. So that's so far the, the contender, right? Yep. For yep. Uh, most the separation. Ten point difference. We'll see. We'll see if this, nec- if this next one beats it, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. T- time of dying. That Time of dying. Lead us into this, Curtis. All right. So my first point is um, this is my favorite trope. Striking again, because my favorite trope for songs is pushing through pain regardless of, like, mm-hmm. re- like kind of pushing through pain um, despite, like, how much you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, like, enduring through, like, a difficult time in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also helps that this is kind of a, this is kind of a romantic song, too. Yeah, it's like I will not die. I'll be there for you, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. So I said, so we had, so the middle of the album, we've got a lot of like almost a trench of slow songs. Yeah, it's a little drudgy. This song is a burst of fresh. It energy. picks it back up and it hits hard. Yep, yep. So what was your what was your favorite lyric from this one? So my favorite lyric was the chorus. I will yep. not die. I wait here for you. I'll feel alive when you're beside me. I will not die. Oh. This song, okay, we were singing song way. Is so good. We're singing way more with this album than the other one. Because everybody knows these songs. Yep, they're just classics. Yep, so. Yep. This song actually seems to take in consideration all the previous songs lyrically. Yeah. I know it's riffs that sound similar to Riot. Lyrics similar to Pain, over and over and not too late. Yep. And I all I it's always cool when a song kind of takes the elements that are in the rest of the album. I love it when one. it does that. So what, what, what else are we going to say about The only it? other point I have is that <laughs> the only semi-okay AMV that I've seen with this song is a Godzilla AMV. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and I, even though lyrically there's not much of this song, no. it's it does a lot. It's so it. good. I gave it a 19. I gave it an 18. I Okay, I am shocked. I did not think you would like this song yeah, as much as I me. I, this one is one of my favorites on this album, nice. actually. It's, it's a great one. It's always fun when you turn out to, we both enjoy kind of the same songs. Mm-hmm. But now we got Gone Forever. What are your thoughts on this one? So... My first knee-jerk reaction was, this song does what On My Own and Let It Die try to do, but better. Mm, okay. It, it felt like kind of a really hard left turn for me, because we're going right into another breakup yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, in terms of, like, in terms of pacing of the album, it's mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. Yep. And I like how the song has this love song feel while being lyrically the opposite of that. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> okay. I feel like my favorite lyric, my favorite lyric from it. So I'll stay out all, all night, night, get, get drunk, drunk and effing fight. fight. So fun fact: I thought this said "f and fight" all this time until I sat down to listen to it, and I'm like, "Wait a second. In some ways, that makes the song dumber, but in <laughs> other ways, it makes it better. Oh man, which is hilarious. That's that's so good. 
Mm. Um, and my only other one was the uh, the cycle of grief is huge in this album, just like in the struct. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. So <laughs> this one is the first one I gave a half point to. Ooh, he's introducing some chaos. This is thirteen point five. I gave it a fourteen. Oh wow, we were really close in that yeah. one. But now we're getting into the final song on this album. And that is One X. One X. And this is definitely the song that I had listened to the least off of the album. Yeah, same. Because, you know, Animal Might Have Become and the other songs are just so more, you know, noticeable. Yeah, and they're, and they're so explosive. Whereas yeah. One X, One X kind of leaves it on a little more of like a con- contemplative, like, slower tone. Yeah, I was going to say the one thing I really liked about this, I like the drum intro to it. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And my favorite lyric was, of course, we get back up and stand above the crowd. We are one. Mm. And but, my favorite one was, the life I think about is so much better than this. Mm-hmm. And kind of like manifesting like that life that you want. Yeah. And uh, I, I like that it was overall a positive song. It was very much like a... It reminds me kind of like how Hailstorm has like at least one song problem where they talk about basically just like their fans and like the people yeah. who like hype them up yeah it felt like an audience participation song yeah like i could see this one in like the early 2000s them playing it live as their final song or something like that mm-hmm. but probably not the final song but maybe like the one right before the uh, encore yeah 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 and i was gonna say this one is it's a little lackluster to end it on but it's, yeah. it's not a terrible song i feel okay here's the thing how much better i mean it, it doesn't affect my ranking of the album mm-hmm. but how much better would the flow of the album have been if Time of Dying was the last song? That would have been perfect. That would have been amazing. Like, One X, I almost feel like, put that, like, in the beginning, the intro song. Yeah, honestly. do it. Like, do that. That would have been cool. But I gave this one a very low score, 8. Yeah, I gave it a 10, so. Yeah. So that makes it... Okay, so... Now, I'm sure if, you, if you've been hearing me typing, that's because I've been averaging out all our scores. That's, that's just how it be. It be like that sometimes. So first we're going to give what we have ranked, yep. and then we're going to give an overall ranking on this album. And the overall ranking will be 1 out of 100, and we'll average them out. Yep. Okay. So, at number one, we have Animal I've Become with an average score of 19. Nice, nice. Then at number two, we've got Time of Dying, 18.5. Yep, that was my number two as well. Then we have Riot at number three. Never Too... Uh, actually, I need to flip these. Never Too Late goes is number three, and then Riot, mm-hmm. then Pain, then Gone Forever, okay. then On My Own, then Let It Die, over and over, It's All Over. First of all, how dare you? Hey, I actually put It's How all dare over. you? Here's the thing. It's third from the bottom, but I did put it above Get Out Alive at 11.5, <laughs> and then at the bottom, 1X. <laughs> yep, yep, that's about Only right. Only one How Dare You. Yeah. I'll take it, I'll take it. All right, so overall score. Okay. All right, so um, this album is really good. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone were like really into rock and they somehow had never listened to this album and they went back and listened to it, they probably wouldn't have found it as special as we find it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, with this album, it's not really necessarily one of my top albums. Yeah, yeah. And I think... it. It definitely has some problems. I think the problems are, lyrically, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Sound-wise, I mean, it's not that special. There are a few really good songs on there. And also, there are just bands that do it better. Yeah. But it's a, it, it has its niche, and I think it does it as well as it can. I give it an 80. I give it a 75. 
it's it's a pretty good one. So, so that's seventy five. It's what like a seventy seven and a half. <laughs> let's 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 do the math. Okay, seventy five. You can tell we are math experts. Oh yes, math leads. So eighty, then divided by two. Oh crap! <laughs> Lost the calculator. Yep, that makes it a seventy seven point five. Now, do we want to round up for this? <laughs> Or round down, or let's keep it with that because we're okay. going to get a lot of that's numbers true. around the that's same true. score. So that puts it number two right now. But we've yep. only reviewed two albums. So any closing thoughts on One X in general before before we get into a special surprise? What the next album will be? So what's interesting is that like I don't for how much I've listened to these songs, I don't really tie any of them to like romantic problems mm-hmm. as a teenager. Um, that definitely was more reserved for, like, Disturbed for me. Yeah. For, like, my outlet. But, like, this was just when, like, I wanted to feel cool. I would, like, listen to some Three Days Grace. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for me, I tied it, because I tied it to my romantic problems as a yeah. teenager. It, it definitely, like, even though I might have ranked it a little bit lower than you, it still, like, resonates with me yeah. on that level. And uh, let me just say, me and Brad did not peak in high school. No, we did not. We did not. <laughs> because there are many better albums to come with this one. Exactly. And worse ones. Oh, much worse. I feel like, okay, I'm going to just say real quick. I feel like 1X is going to be sort of almost the the mid-tier thing Ooh. that all of the ones are tested by. The Prime Meridian. Yeah, the Prime Meridian. Because everything better than that is going to be, okay, this is a really good album. Everything mm. below that is like, man, mm. we did not like this album. Yeah, yep, yep. I think that's fair. I think that's yep, fair. Yep. Because, I mean, 77 is like a solid C+. Yeah, and even though we gave a few songs 20s on this one, well, each of us individually, yeah. there's going to be some albums we review where probably some of the songs are really going to peak 10. Oh, because, well, oh, like, I think this, just because we both, we've reviewed albums that we both know really well, like, that's why I think we both gave some 20s. Yes. Like, there's... I can probably only think of probably 15 to 20 songs, period, that I would give a perfect 20 to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's not that many that like I love to that degree. That's a, that's a definitely a fair point. But, so, in case you haven't been listening to our first episode, the way we do this is we trade off each week where the other person will tell us what album we're reviewing, and I don't know ooh, what Curtis ooh, has selected. Ooh, ooh. And it can be anything. Yep, yep, so, yep. Now, do you want me to try to guess? Oh, yes, give yes, yes. Hints. I'm going to, okay. Here's, here's how I'm thinking to do it. I'm going to give you three hints. Okay. I'm going to give one at a time, and then you'll give a guess each time. Okay. And if you don't get it by the third hint, then I'll just tell you. Okay. So first hint is, this is another rock band. Oh, another rock band. Yep, yep. Okay. I, I will say, like, to give everybody, like, a window into how the sausage is made... I strongly considered doing a Carrie Underwood album. I strongly <laughs> considered it. But but the one I was looking at, like, half the songs I really like and half the songs I think are boring as all heck. Yeah. So I feel like that would make for not very fun podcasting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a rock album. But we will do a country album at some point. Okay. I guarantee it. Is this Shinedown? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I was between Shinedown and Sabaton. All right. So um, do you have any guesses about the album? I don't know what albums they have, so you're just going to have to tell me which one it is. So there, or a song on it. Uh, the song is... Um, actually, no, I'm just going to tell you. Because it's their newest album. It literally comes out in two days. Okay. So we're going to be reviewing a brand new album that I have, I've heard the singles from. I like the singles. 
But uh, we'll see how the two dudes think of it as a collective. Yeah. So we are recording this on Wednesday, so on Friday this album will be launched. Yep, so yep. That, that'll be cool. And, well, the, and the album is called Planet Zero. Okay, okay. Yo, okay, fun fact. I actually thought you were going to like have us review like a hip-hop or rap album. Oh, <laughs> that's, out of the game. that's coming. Oh, I know that's it's coming. coming. I know it's coming. We're going to break open some Pandora's boxes mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. We are Two Dudes Rank Tunes, and stay ranking. Rank! Rank.